The Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Then Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanian, and Jesus, Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey or two tunics or sandals or a staff, for laborers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who is, who is, it, who is worthy and stay there until you leave. As you enter the house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. Truly I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. See, I am sending you like sheep among the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them, for they will hand you over to councils and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings because of me as a testimony to them and the Gentiles. When they hand you over, do not worry about what you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you at that time. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. And children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. 
the gospel of our Savior. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I wanted to go back to the image that we were talking about for this week that I found online. So if I'm going the wrong direction here, we'll get there. Bear with me. The image of the church, a church not made of stone or wood or frame, but made up of people. Our readings are all about this image today. And it is an image of us, although you'll note they're not quite social distancing as they ought to be, are they? It's an image of us because the church is not built of stone or wood or walls. And actually the institution is always secondary. The church fundamentally is built of people. And this is an idea as that reading from Exodus reminds us today that Christians did not invent. It's an idea that goes all the way back to our Jewish roots in our spiritual tradition and the sense in which by calling them out of slavery, out of bondage in Egypt, God was creating a new community, a new community named Israel, ones who strive and struggle with God. That's what the name means. And that this new community was not even made yet of property or land or ownership or any claims except for a claim that God had made on them. One of the commentaries I read this week said that we must remember that the claim that God makes in today's reading from Exodus is not to give people the people called out of Egypt status in the world or even power, but rather a vocation, a calling, a calling, God tells them, to be a royal priesthood, to be a people who hold the holy, not just for themselves, but for all the world around them a people who are called to be agents of holy change in the world around them, a people who are called to bring justice and peace where there is injustice and strife, a people called to hold the holiness that God wants for all of creation, a people, you might say, who are no longer there for themselves, but who have been called into a new way of life to be there for others. That vocation, that vocation, if you like, to become a holy priesthood is in fact what we are called to be 
even now, as we are scattered by the shelter in place, to be a people who hold the holy for a world that right now feels very raw, very uncertain about its future, very filled in many instances with injustice, but looking and yearning to be fed with something new. In today's long gospel reading from Matthew, we hear about the transition of vocation for Jesus' first followers. The word disciple, of course, means to follow, to follow in the disciplines of someone, to follow in the footsteps of someone. Disciples and discipleship was a way of being in Jesus' time. And what disciples would do is they would choose a teacher to follow and they would go about the countryside with him, normally it was a man, and they would learn from him and they would listen to his teachings and digest those teachings. And in that sense, they would grow together. The disciples, you might say, were the first pilgrims in our tradition. They were the ones who would get on the road to find something new about themselves and about their God. Discipleship was ordinary. But then Jesus calls them to a new vocation today, and he uses a new name, apostles, which is derived from a Greek word which means sent out, sent out on behalf of an authority figure. In this case, of course, they are being sent out on behalf of Jesus himself. And Jesus warns them that the life of the apostle is very different from the life of the disciple. There is always in the life of the disciple a sense of safety in numbers. This is why oftentimes pilgrims travel in groups. In the olden days, of course, pilgrimage could be dangerous, and so you had to travel in groups for a sense of safety, a sense of not just camaraderie, but a way of keeping clear of the bandits and the wild animals and all the things that could go wrong on the road. And even to this day, pilgrims on the road in some of the great pilgrimages of the world even if they're traveling by themselves, know how important it is for them to check in with groups on a regular basis on the way. There is safety in numbers. But when the disciples become apostles and they are sent forth, they are sent out in pairs, only two by two. And Jesus, in fact, commands them to travel light not to carry anything for their protection or even their ability to pay for food, but instead to throw themselves upon the mercy of the world that they are called to serve, to invite the hospitality of strangers, the accommodations of people they have never met, to invite that vulnerability that is so world-altering if you think about it for very long. Our world teaches us to 
take on the mantle and the clothing and the wealth of power to protect ourselves and our families from an uncertain future and indeed a sometimes dangerous world. The apostleship that Jesus calls his first followers to and the apostleship that we're called to is to put all of that protection aside, even for a few moments, to be vulnerable, open-hearted in a world that can be frightening and difficult. And it is, in fact, that vulnerability that disarms the world in all of the ways it plays power and politics in all of the ways it plays with us and demands that we live in fear. Jesus knows that when we are afraid, we are open to being oppressed. But when we are vulnerable in courage, we are truly free. And by example, we invite others into that free life. The world that has been falling apart around us over the past several weeks is a world that is structured around fear and forms of oppression that are very old. It is a world that we often strive to protect ourselves from. And yet what is unique about this time is that we too have become apostles. In many ways, not by choice. So many of us remember what it was like to come to this place where I sit today, a place that sits largely empty. We came to this place for comfort, for security, for safety, sometimes in numbers, but in the world of God's grace, the economy, the household of God's grace, we now find ourselves by the pandemic sent out. Sent out. Like seeds planted in the soil of the earth, we have been sent out to share the gospel, to be vulnerable even to a world that sometimes seems fearful and threatening, to disclose the truth of God's love. This is our first calling as Christians. Just like it was the first calling of the Israelites who had nothing in the wilderness except their God, a God who ask them to be open to a deep calling, to hold the holy for others, to help usher in a new way of being, a new community, a new world, not made up of bricks and mortar, of wood and walls, of power and wealth, but a world made up of human hearts and human lives and mutual self-offering, a world where love reigns, a world where people are set free, 
a world where God is always bringing about new life. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.